Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's all now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. Being that it is a Wednesday... That means only one thing. It's Mailbag Wednesday. Today, September 29th, 2021, there are three questions that caught my eye that came in. So if you've got uh, some questions for me from my playing career, broadcasting career, or just questions in general on sports or on basketball, send them my way, dickow at scorebooklive.com, or hit up one of our social media channels, um, SB Live Sports, SB Live WA, uh, SB Live Oregon, SB Live California, whatever it may be. Send the questions, and they will get to me, and I will do my best to answer. So this week's um, with NBA training camps literally right around the corner, media days in full effect, um, got a lot of NBA questions this time. So there will be three questions today. I want to get right to it. Um, this is from Steve in Chicago. Who is your favorite player of all time in the NBA, and what were some of the other players you looked up to growing up? Well, uh, I grew up in the Portland area, so I was a huge, huge Portland Trailblazer fan. Some of my favorite Blazers of all time would have been Clyde Drexler, Jerome Kersey, Terry Porter, um, you know, that kind of uh, mid 80s uh, to mid 90s era of Blazers were some of my favorite players of all time. I was crushed when Isaiah Thomas, Vinnie Johnson, Joe Dumars, Bill Ambeer, Rick Mahorn, uh, John Sally. They beat the Blazers in the NBA Finals, followed back with the Bulls beating the Blazers uh, in the NBA Finals the very next year. But those were a few of my favorite Blazer players. Uh, other favorite players that I. Um, really loved watching growing up would have been the easy one michael jordan to me the greatest player of all time uh goes without saying just how good he was uh, the other ones that that were really guys that i looked up to i used to love watching chris mullen play uh the lefty could just absolutely shoot it um he was a fun player for me to watch uh but then i also really loved watching it in kind of any chance I got to study um, and, and kind of really sit back and watch some other players that were my favorites growing up uh, were, were point guards and the guys to me that I loved watch and play. John Stockton, that's an easy one. Um, I always looked at him as being about the same size that I would be. 
he was from the Pacific Northwest. He grew up in Spokane, went to Gonzaga Prep, went to Gonzaga. And years later, as a player at Gonzaga, I got to know him. And it's pretty cool for me to be able to say he's a friend of mine now. Uh, other point guards that I looked up to, loved watching play, Rod Strickland. He was an absolute um magician finishing in the lane his finish package uh is as good as any guard that has ever played in the nba he he was so fun to watch for me um at depaul and then when he was early in his career with the spurs and then obviously then when he became a blazer i really watched him closely Uh, another one that that i really enjoyed watching would have been uh, Mark Price. Um, excited, actually, to, to let you know Mark Price is going to be um, a, a guest here on the ISO soon. We, we, we're we going to record an episode, and he is going to join. Um, and I'm looking forward to asking him about his workouts growing up, his time in the NBA as an undersized guard, one of the best pick and roll guards of all time. Um, I'm really looking forward to that guest on the ISO. Second question with an NBA theme for this week uh, would be from Tim in Ridgefield, Washington. Do you have any NBA training camp memories, maybe as a young guy, a rookie um, with uh kind of hazing or just nba memories in general well uh you know there's not a lot of hazing going on in the nba uh uh nowadays there really wasn't a ton when i was uh playing as well i think i was asked a similar question a few weeks back and the only hazing that i really had to do or or responsibilities that i had as a as a rookie would have been uh, when we were on the road, I would have to give, take the equipment for each guy, his practice gear and his shoes, and leave them outside of their door um, early in the morning, about an hour or so before the bus would leave for a shoot around of practice. And then occasionally I would have to take Krispy Kreme donuts when we were at home uh, for pregame shoot around with the Hawks. I'd have to go to Krispy Kreme. And that one was frustrating because the only Krispy Kreme was about. 30 minutes out of my way from where I lived to the practice facility to the arena. So that was annoying. But, um, you know, training camp memories as far as as a player in different training camps, you know, I was in I was a part of eight different NBA training camps. They're all different in their own way, whether some you go away and you take five days or so, six days, and, and you kind of just get away from your hometown, and, and all it is is basketball practices, two days for the first three or four days or so, and and then bunch of film sessions, bunch of uh, meetings just to kind of get on the same page as the season starts. You know, the my rookie year one, that's one, obviously, as a, as a first-time professional player, you never really forget it, but I was dealing with some knee issues uh, that were lingering over from my senior at Gonzaga and uh, got through summer league, got through all the preseason workouts. Um, but then when we hit training camp, all of a sudden those, those first couple days, uh, my knee really just started flaring up and acting up and, and really became a bother. And I remember, you know, I was a guy who always prided myself and I had to, I had prided myself on being in great shape. I was probably never the, the fastest guy where I would win um, the conditioning drills, uh, 
but I was always right there and I prided myself in great shape. But I remember specifically uh, training camp within Atlanta my rookie year. We were at University of South Carolina and I just could not get up to speed in conditioning drills. And I really started kind of having concerns um, about my knee that there might be, you know, something going on because I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do uh, in training camp my rookie year. So lo and behold, a few weeks later, get an MRI. And uh, I think it was eight games into my rookie year, um, found out I had a torn meniscus. I actually had it uh, all the way back from during my senior year at Gonzaga. Um, so that was one that was frustrating and limiting me, limiting me in that first training camp. Two others that, that stand out um, for different reasons. Uh, the Clippers, when I was with them, uh, showed up late to training camp because of being traded from New York to L.A. and having to have uh, everything go through properly with the league before I could even step foot um, in training camp. So I flew down to LA and found a rental house, got everything squared away as far as rental house, uh, furniture, everything for about 36 hours. I spent in LA to get set up. And then I drove, um, to Santa Barbara where training camp was. I showed up late and within a matter of, you know, no time I was up to speed with on-court stuff with the Clippers, but that was an interesting one cuz missed the first couple days of camp due to uh, you know, waiting for the the trade to be approved by the league. The other one would have been Dallas, and I think that one stands out to me because I was on the outside looking in. I really had to uh, earn my way onto camp. Uh, in camp onto the final roster. I was kind of a throw-in in a trade from Golden State to Dallas. Um, you know, there were more guaranteed contracts on that team than there were roster spots, and I was the easy one to, to be cut and, and to not be a part of the team. But uh, moved down to Dallas about six weeks before training camp, um, did everything I needed to do in the preseason as far as workouts and and being in shape and and getting to know the organization and the coaching staff and and, uh, know what needed to be done going into camp. And then I had a tremendous um, training camp. Uh, Avery Johnson ended up retiring and just being becoming a coach on their coaching staff and another player uh, they were able to arrange a buyout with um, to allow me to have that last roster spot um, and I look at that one as as really having earned it you know like I said I was the the odd man out going into camp and it looked like I was going to be cut and and at that point it was my third year in the league my option was not picked up. Uh, I really would have been in a position where, okay, what's next with my career? Am I done? What do we do? Next question from Seth in Boston. Have you ever been to the Basketball Hall of Fame here in Springfield, Massachusetts? Well, I've actually been there twice. It is absolutely amazing. And every year when... The Hall of Fame has their induction ceremony. I, I love watching um, those speeches and hearing the passion and the memories <coughs> that the players talk about um, from the time of, of their playing career. Talk about the influences they had from 
different teammates, from different coaches, from parents, from mentors that they had, and, and sharing those experiences I think is always fun. A couple that really stand out to me in, in watching and listening uh, would have been John Stockton's induction speech. I thought his was tremendous. Uh, a lot of people didn't like Michael Jordan's, but I did because I think it shows a lot of insight into how driven he was. Uh, this last year's was fun to watch just because Paul Pierce, he was a teammate in Boston, and I enjoyed getting to know him, enjoyed being teammates with him. You know, by no stretch are we friends and we stay in touch now, but, you know, it was fun to see somebody else that I played with um, being, a, being inducted into the Hall of Fame and being part of that exclusive class. But more so to your point, you know, I, I've been there twice. Uh, would have been one of the years I was with the Hawks. So going into my second year, we were in Summer League in Boston, and Travis Hansen and I rented a car. He was a teammate with the Hawks at the time. We rented a car and drove to Springfield and spent the afternoon uh, just looking at everything. That was awesome. That was the first time I'd been there. Um, I wish we could have spent another afternoon there because there was so much great stuff to look at, to see, videos. Um, so that was the first time I was there. The second time I was there uh, was when I was, was was a player with the Celtics. <clears throat> and Paul Pierce was actually being honored for something. I can't remember what it what it was now off the top of my head, but uh, I think it may have had something to do with his college career at Kansas. And so uh, most, if not all of us uh, as teammates went to this event, and it was a second chance to go see the Hall of Fame, watch all the videos, see all the... Um, exhibits uh something that's just mind-blowing as a basketball fan just how much um history is there the stories the videos the the pictures um the memorabilia uh just such a amazing place as a basketball fan hope to get back there again at some point uh hope to take my boys there at some point uh if you ever get a chance uh it's can't miss um it's a must-do uh, attraction if you're a basketball fan um so for steve tim and seth i appreciate the questions appreciate the comments hopefully uh, anyone out there as a first-time listener you will click uh to subscribe like and review our podcast for sb live sports again this has been dan dickow on the iso for sb live sports appreciate you joining take care The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.